Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. In our last episode, we were talking about what to do with surplus cash flow or extra money that we have laying around. And we ended that episode talking about developing financial engines. We did. And that's what we're, so that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Yeah, so let's start out by defining a financial engine. So a financial engine is something that produces income from current assets. And I guess maybe as opposed to income, we would probably define it as cash flow um, because it doesn't necessarily generate taxable income. It just generates some sort of cash flow. Yeah, the, the easiest way to think about this is when, when we're no longer working, for an income, our assets have to then provide us money to live on so that we can have the lifestyle that we want. That is the financial engine. And oftentimes when people get to retirement planning, they, they really have maybe one, maybe two different engines that they're relying upon. Not that that's good or bad, but understanding what engines you're building currently and do you want that engine to be active right now or do you want to wait for it to be active later on when you're retired absolutely um and that's that's the million dollar question right there is you know do we want it to be active now or do we want it to be active later um and we'll get into a lot more of the specifics on on how to actually like use these this concept of financial engines in our next podcast um, this is this episode is really all just about defining what that is and talking about it um, conceptually. So, like, really kind of digging into it and figuring out, like, okay, what would we consider a, a financial engine, and then talking maybe a little bit about what the what the output of that engine is, um, so then we can have some conversation around it uh, next time. Yeah. So before we go to the specific examples, Alex, let, let's talk about the why behind this like i brought up one why being retirement right and in the end like the big why that everyone typically is looking for at least the people that we talk to is financial security financial independence right so it's some combination of those two and some people want that independence earlier in life than others and oh well, you know what i think most people want that financial independence pretty darn early they're just okay delaying it for maybe gratification now. Sure. When it like the question, like we're all trying to build financial engines, right? Uh, we may not call it that. We may not conceptually think about it the same way. But you know, as soon as we've built enough financial engines um, with output enough to be able to replace our income, at that point we've we've won. Um, and, and really, it's just a matter of like, okay, what do we want life to be like and look like at that point? Um, because, you know, now we know that we can replace our cash flow. Um, we know we can live the life that we want to live. And for some people, like, it, it's okay. We work to build financial engines to create a life that we're willing to accept. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, is it worth is it worth it to continue to to work to improve what that future life would look like, or would we rather turn on those financial engines now 
and, and turn on the, the cash flow, having it come directly to us instead of being redeployed in some manner, um, you know, for the, for the future. Um, and, and again, I, like everyone's going to have a different answer to that. There is no right answer. There's no wrong answer. You know, it, it's really just about what you're trying to go ahead and build. Um, and from our standpoint, like it then becomes relatively easy from a concept standpoint of, okay, well, let's go build the most efficient and effective financial engines that we can. Um, and like everyone's going to have a different definition and therefore the financial engines that they build will be a little bit different depending upon their situation, their circumstances and what they're trying to accomplish. So let's give some examples of financial engines and what we're talking about here, right? So like a, a simple financial engine could be, right? Your money in a savings account that's kicking off a certain interest rate. Obviously right now it's zero point nothing just about, but sure. you know, imagine if you're getting 2% or something like that in a savings account that 2% growth is essentially extra money that you could turn into income should you want it rather than it just compounding in the same account. Sure. Um, and so like when we start having the conversations around financial engines, a, a very simple financial engine is a bank account. Uh, it 100% is going to be shown as income unless it's in some sort of other tax deferred vehicle. Um, so whether we take it out of that engine or not, it's going to be shown as taxable income. And you know, then we really just get to the point of like, okay, well, what do we want to do with it? Um, what, and this is where understanding the purpose behind why we have what we have becomes critically important because different engines are going to try to accomplish different things. Like, let's just use the example of, of engines and apply that to, to cars. Like, we're going to want to have a different engine in uh, a sports car versus a commuter car versus, you know, a construction vehicle. Like, those are all vastly different engines, right? Yes, and I could make an argument that some people would want the commuter car to be the sports car. D sure. Again, <laughs> it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? Yep, yep. Um, and so, it's a great analogy because that's how a lot of people, that's how some people are, are utilizing their money. A hundred percent. And and like that also speaks to there is no one solution for everybody. Like some people would say, oh, I want my commuter to be uh, comfortable, but as fuel efficient as possible beyond a, beyond reaching a certain level of, of comfort. Um, and there's other people like you mentioned that would want the commuter car to be the sports car because they want it to be fun. They want it to, you know, they want to have, you know, something that's going to add some excitement and be enjoyable to drive to and from work. And that's perfectly fine. Like neither of those vehicles are something that we're going to want to take to a construction site and use to uh, haul stuff around. Like we just need a different engine for that. Um, and, and again, that goes to the concept of like, having a purpose and a why behind each one of these engines in terms of like what it accomplishes for us. And it also helps us like have the, a little bit of a framework for understanding some of the limitations of these things and, you know, making it so that one of the things that we don't want to do is we don't want to just blindly have that engine reinvested. Maybe the answer is we do want to have it reinvested back into that same engine, 
Um, but we don't always want to have the uh, the output just blindly reinvested back into the same thing and have it build and build and build. Again, it goes back to the purpose and the why behind that engine. And once we've maxed out the utility of that engine, like let, let's go build another engine with it. It depends on what you're looking to build, what you're what you're looking to design for your life, right? Like if you're wanting to retire as fast as possible, and by retire I mean just be financially independent. Maybe that mean it doesn't mean you officially retire in the stereotypical way, but maybe just if you don't want to go to work for a year, you take a year off of work. If you just want to take a lesser paying job and enjoy the rest of your life that and then subsidize the other income from your other financial engines, then you do it that way. Well, then it matters what type of financial financial engines you have. You know, a, a, an example of what I'm getting at there is if you're 35 years old and you want to retire by the time you're 45, putting all of your money in a traditional 401k may not be the best option because of the taxes and penalties that you'll have to pay if you start to take that money out pre 59 and a half. Oh, a hundred percent. Conversely, we wouldn't want to put all of it inside of a bank account because it's not going to have the type of output that we need to be able to to generate a sustainable income from forty five for as long as you live. So, it, yes, you're you're hundred percent right there, Ryan. It, the type of engine that we build depends greatly upon people's circumstances, and because life does change. Right. You've you've heard us say before, just having financial balance, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Right. We're also saying don't have all your eggs in one engine, typically, because maybe you're saying right now you want to retire by the time you're age 45. And then three, four five years from now, you get married, and have kids and you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe things have changed. Right. So if all of your eggs are in one basket or one financial engine that kind of messes things up for you. So having that balance, having different financial engines that work differently allows that flexibility so you can turn on those engines as you see fit. 100%. So this kind of takes us, Alex, really to, to the, the next episode is going to be talking about the design or strategy of how we build these financial engines. Yeah, so we're going to get into really answering that question that I posed earlier of, you know, okay, we've 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 maxed out this engine. What do we do now? Or maybe we haven't fully maxed it out. Do we want to evaluate what we do with the output? Uh, the answer is yes. We always want to evaluate the the output, and we'll explore what that actually means in our next episode. Awesome. So that takes us to the question of the day, Mr. Collins. Uh, the question of the day is, what financial engines do you currently have working for you? So head over to beerandmoney.net, and at the bottom of that page, you can answer that question, as well as engage with us with any other questions that you may have. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Alex. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and it's not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners, and opinions stated are their own. 
Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities. Member, member, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a fully owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-113-779, expiration December 2022.